This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Phoenix Suns head coach Monty Williams says Stern did so much for African-American players. Getting companies to buy into the NBA because they wouldn't even sponsor black athletes on TV. There you go. They are far and few between, but every once in a while, you know, we get one of these real visionaries. Uh, but it's it's generally not until they're gone that we start to realize the impact they had and what they leave behind. So this headline on New Year's Day that the NBA commissioner, David Stern, passes after a brain hemorrhage he suffered earlier in the month. You know, you see it and think, oh, what a shame. And then you move on and then you really kind of dig into who he was and what he did. And you think, gee, I had no idea of the impact. And it's not because he was the top man that he's being remembered. It's really what he did at the top that's uh, going to be his legacy. Because in 30 years, he managed to take a sport limited very much by racial barriers and opened it up to the world. And, of course, left a huge mark right here in Toronto. Parminder Singh is play-by-play commentator for NBA in Punjabi and Hockey Night Punjabi. Good to have you, sir. Pleasure. Thank you for having me. Is it fair to say he was a commissioner of a civil action in many ways? Absolutely. I mean, I think he was a commissioner that, you know, I guess has revolutionary status with uh, the barriers that he helped break down. And, uh, you know, it's been amazing, not, you know, just for the game itself or the owners or the, um, you know, but more so with the the players and the type of respect that they obtained, uh, you know, on a national and international stage. And I think, you know, when you, when you, just as you, you mentioned earlier, you know, you speak of an individual legacy. Um, essentially, what what did they leave us behind with, and uh, and and how amazing it's been looking through the life of uh, David Stern as the NBA commissioner, and and, and the impact that he had uh, on this game. Yeah, I mean, he took a league thirty years ago, very stifled. It wasn't really going anywhere, which is hard to imagine as we look at it now. But he managed Absolutely. to grow it into this juggernaut, and I don't think we have yet still seen the potential of what the NBA will become. Absolutely, absolutely, and I think this is this is primarily it. And I think, you know, looking at the NBA now as as a global sport, you know, with uh, countries such as India and China now behind it, and uh, and it's very interesting to say that, you know, in in the '90s, um, you know, there's an organization called Giants of Africa, and uh, and and David Stern took along with him a few select players out of the NBA and and and, a, and had a mission to go meet uh, Nelson Mandela mm. in Africa. And, you know, it's things like this that, uh, you know, when you talk about uh, racial barriers that he helped break down and bridge uh, this this international, provide an uh, international platform for the NBA. And it's, it's, you know, it's just amazing. Yeah, I mean, not many, I think, in that kind of position get such respect. You're batting around names. You know, you've got a guy like Gary Bettman, and you say that guy's name, and, and you either hate him or you love him, and, and I hear more hate than I do love. I mean, you're not always remembered so warmly, like a Harold Ballard type of guy. But this, you know, David Stern managed to strike a balance between being very tough, because you would have had to have been very tough to, to, to make the inroads, but a very likable guy on a human level. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, I had the pleasure of meeting him very briefly back in 2008, and uh, and again, you know, as you say, when with with teams north of the border, you know, unheard of, and uh, and and the kind of role that uh, you know Mr. Shern played in ensuring there was a Vancouver Grizzlies and a Toronto Raptors, you know, and uh, and you're right, you know, he he pushed 
barriers. He ensured that, uh, you know, the accessibility to the game was truly worldwide because that's always been of question when you look at other leagues and and so forth. And, uh, and, and yeah, it's, it's been remarkable, the, the type of impact he's had. I mean, he, he had a he had a lot of challenges along the way. I mean, he did survive not only the longest uh, NBA lockout. I mean, he had I think four under his uh, watch. He created things like the salary cap, uh, the player dress code. Um, you know, the Vancouver exp- expansion that you mentioned failed. There was corruption. There were drug issues, and then you know, not it was. It doesn't seem like long ago, but it's now decades. Magic Johnson coming out as HIV. HIV positive, which today most would say, well, big deal. But back in that day, that was a massive scandal. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, just as you mentioned, just a few, it's just, you know, and it's always tough as commissioner to keep a balance between players and, and owners and and the, the perception of, of the league. And, and then, you know, just as you say that Gary Bettman may be hated by more than others, but the owners love him. But but you don't get that type of, you know, a, a, a polar divide, if you may, with with David Stern. That it's he was equally loved by players and by the owners and by, uh, you know, the viewers. And and it's just the way that he balanced it so, you know, masterfully that uh, uh, was amazing. That you know, which is a, a definitely a challenge for any commissioner to come into any league with. And and he did it so well. He did. Look, he, he made some enemies along the way, and yet those people are now speaking out, you know, so, you know, admiringly of him. I mean, I, I don't think there was a lot of love between he and, and, and Tannenbaum, um, you know, when the deal was being built to, to bring the Raptors and the franchise here. I don't think there was a lot of love between them, but yet a lot of respect, certainly. Uh-huh. Absolutely, absolutely. And a very respectful individual, and and you know it's understandable. And that's where you hear some of the the individuals who may not have liked him come out and speak. You know, in in uh, in light of whatever their experiences may have been, it's because you know this was a person, and and it you know goes to to say that uh, you know he had a solid moral grounding, and you know, and it was a very respectful businessman as well. So you know, it's he was a tough guy to negotiate and work with, uh, for sure. But uh, but even the, the players' association and uh, you know the, the the statements that they've put out and former players and so forth that it's you know it's been amazing uh, to see the response uh, for him. Hard to you know speak for someone else, but what do you think one of his um, you know big uh, achievements he would have thought would it have been a, a Raptors win? You know, knowing that a franchise outside <laughs> of of the American uh, market would have been that, or would it have been you know ex- international coverage in China and India? What would he or women's basketball? What would his defining moment in his own life be? Do you think? You know what? I think with with the NBA itself, when you had some of the closures of uh, some of the teams and so forth, and just just seeing the number of teams in the league today and the fan following internationally, you know, and and you're absolutely right. And giving a global platform, uh, you know, for everyone alike, uh, whether it's the women's NBA and and having women in the executive. Um, positions of the NBA, so I think you know it's it's a it's a it's a collaborative and and, and a whole you know plethora of things that he helped initiate, and I, I think you know he'd be up there right now looking down and and being happy with the way the NBA currently is is not only composed of but uh, but the type of a following that the NBA currently has, which it which it didn't do when he took over. Yeah, and it's interesting because there have been racial issues within basketball. We saw them during the playoffs with uh, with the Raptors. You know this conversation about white owners versus black players. There wasn't that racial um, indifference with him. Why? 
No, I, you know, and, and it, it starts from the top. It truly does. And I think this is, uh, you know, again, what we've seen in, in more recently in other sports. And and when there effectively is a strong voice at the top who uh, really sets the tone on uh, on, on, on the type of a, a path that whether it's the league or the organization is to take I, I think this is where something's just become non-negotiable and uh, and then individuals who are part of that organization they they know that this is essentially where the line is drawn so I think uh, you know it's definitely fair to say that uh, you know he had that those strong values and everyone who worked with him understood him and understood what they were and um, and I think a lot of the leagues and the current commissioners and even team owners uh, can can learn from that. I, he's done a lot of the heavy lifting, no question. But and I would hate to be the person that gets hired to do it. But who who fills his shoes? Well, I mean, you know, right now David Silver is doing a great job, and uh, you know, and he he has been. And I think the the challenges that he's currently had to face with with the backlash from China and uh, and just yeah. seeing you know what uh, type of a response that was given. So you know, the, now it's it's one thing to to you know fix the affairs at home which David Stern had to do. Mm-hmm. It's Now it's how, how do we bring these NBA values or the values of North America or, or the U.S. and Canada uh, to a stage without getting that backlash that they have received, and uh, whether it's human rights and so forth. So now you can see that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the tentacles of the NBA are really, you know, being pulled in all different directions, and, and they really have a position, a global position now as, as leaders. And, uh, and, you know, when you get statements by owners made in support of things that are happening in Hong Kong mm-hmm. and so forth, and people ask you, this is so political. What does this have to do with the sport? And, uh, you know, it just goes to show the type of leadership that the sport has provided, that people look to it and look for for that voice of, of leadership from it. Yeah, it's interesting. North America is one thing when you're dealing with the whole geopolitical and, uh, you know, continents that uh, don't have our share of values. It's a whole other challenge. So it'll be interesting uh, looking forward. But uh, yeah, absolutely. life and a legacy. Parm, thank you very much for joining us. I appreciate it. My pleasure. My pleasure, Alex. Thank you. That is uh, Parminder Singh joining us. He's a play-by-play commentator for NBA in Punjabi, also known from Hockey Night Punjabi. Uh, good to have him as well. And, uh, yeah, never thought about the whole geopolitical aspect of just the challenges they face. That whole scandal with China, that was in November, early December. Who would have thought a comment in support of one side would just lead to such nightmare for the other? Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.